Hello, honors. Welcome back. We are on uh, season eight, episode five, message two. So, coach, um, in the past few messages, I think you've spent a lot of time explaining about uh, conversational pace running. That's your foundation. Every runner has to nail it. It's so important. But now that we are gone into the first Mesa cycle, um, uh, I think uh, uh, new types of runs are being introduced, especially for those in the advanced, um, uh, you know, programs like the half marathon and the full marathon, and. Um, uh, one of them is um, uh, is called they're called uh, strides. So the, it's basically a type of uh, strength run. And um, uh, so, would you like to talk more about uh, your thoughts on stride runs? Absolutely, Suja. Um, yes, uh, two fundamental types of runnings we normally do, as you know, Coach. Uh, one is the conversational pace or the base-pace run, which is almost like the as the name suggests, base. Without that, nothing can happen on top of that. So mm -hmm. it is about building your base. Everybody will do a base pace run, irrespective of whether they're ultra marathoner, they are like, you know, world's best uh, runners, they will all do base pace run because that's the run, that is the standard in which they'll be running the race very close Correct. to that, right? Mm -hmm. So, nailing the base pace run is our final objective. Now, to nail the base pace run, just doing base pace run only is not going to make you be better at base pace run. You have to sort of push your heart, push your muscles a little bit, you know, uh, in a controlled manner so that it gains some strength, the entire system gets some strength. And then you, when you come back and run a base pace run, base pace gets better, right? It's a, in automobile analogy, uh, the, the way I would explain this is, let's say you have a Mazda, regular Mazda car, and uh, let's say it's horsepower is 1000 horsepower, okay? And you are going at 60 miles per hour in a, in a highway. Now you will feel good in that car, now, let's say you take one of those heavy-duty Land Rover that's like high, heavy, high horsepower. And let's say it has got 4,000 units of horsepower of the engine. And then you take the Land Rover and run uh, and drive at 60 miles per hour. So both are running at 60 miles per hour. But when you're in Land Rover, you will feel as if very comfortable driving the 60 miles per hour, even though both are running at the same speed. Why? Mm. Because the reserve power for Land Rover is so much that you only use a small portion of that for doing the job that you want to do. That exactly is what we are trying to achieve. You want to do a base pace run, but are you running base pace at 90% of your available power or are you running base pace at 50% of your available power? We would like to be the Land Rover by the time you get to the, uh, to the final, uh, to the full marathon. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. how do you increase your strength? So that the percentage of your strength that you're using for base pace run is getting lower and lower. Mm -hmm. That motive or that um, objective of increasing your strength is by doing strength runs. Now, small difference is strength runs is different from strength training. The strength training is all the things that we do like the Mondays and Fridays. Strength run is a very specific type of run where... That is what is called strides. Or we, at least in runners, I, RSWB universe, we call that a strides. Okay, in a stride run, you are essentially taking your car engine before you start driving in winter. You are racing it like you know, it's a gear is in neutral. You just you're racing it, right? What are you really doing is you're getting the engine to go at thousands more RPM than what is required, so that your engine is ready once it starts going at a very slow pace. That's exactly what we're trying to do. We are running fast, running slow, running fast, running slow, or more effort, less effort, more effort, less effort, 
When you do that, suddenly your heart rate pumps a lot of uh, blood. Your more and more blood goes into, uh, you know, like a pulse through various arteries and some of the arteries just opens up. You know, suddenly the metabolic rate increases because there is a big amount of uh, need in the, in the body to deliver that energy. And then it, it cannot sustain for a long time. Because if you do this for continuous time, it goes into anaerobic state. That yes. means the body will say it gets into a state of shock and body will start shutting down. There won't be any training impact. So it's a controlled overload for a small amount of time. The idea behind a strength run is overload it, control it. Before it gets into anaerobic state, you come back to normal. So that body gets trained, but body doesn't get into a state of shock. That is why, guys, in a stride run, you need to have a high heart rate and then a low heart rate. Amateurs or rookies, in the name of interesting, uh, impressing the coach, they will go for very high heart rate and then they'll go for high heart rate. You know, like yeah. for example, let's say a person's base pace is a 10 minute a mile. And during stride run, that person gets excited. He will do eight and a half minutes and nine and a half minutes. Eight and a half minutes and nine and a half minutes. That is causing havoc to your body and there is no, uh, body gets into anaerobic state and there is no training. If your base pace is 10 minutes, you got to go eight and a half minutes and 11 minutes. Yeah. You got to like come down to, so that body gets back its uh, rhythm to go and do the next impact. So that's how I would say, Suja, a strength training in between your run, it's a very special, lots of runners love strides because distance goes off very quickly. One, secondly, after strides, they have the highest runner's eye. And thirdly, they know that the next day's base base run becomes easier and easier and easier because of the yeah. exactly what I was saying. Percentage of maximum power is getting lower and lower. That's what strides would be. Um, so Suja, let me ask you, coach, what are all the different types of strides that we sort of, uh, uh, you know, give it out to runners? And I, you are right. One thing you told, I wanted to stress that point again. We don't give strides for everybody. It's only for those runners who already are a certain level of base. That base is about 500 miles of running you need to do. When I say 500 miles, not in your entire life. I'm talking about in the last two, three seasons or in the, in the immediate past. 500 miles of running, if you complete, then your cardiovascular system is ready to go and do all these testing. So that's why, uh, as you said, we won't do this for 5Ks and 10Ks and first time half marathoners. Typically, it is intermediate half marathoners and above. So with that, uh, I want to ask you, what are the different types of strides that we normally uh, employ? Okay. Uh, so we do something called, uh, the very simplest stride is, uh, you know, running maybe for a 0.1 or 0.2 miles and then walking in between. Um, so that is the simplest one. So you get to uh, speed up and then walk a little, speed up, walk a little, and you repeat that. And then the next kind is called uh, fartlek, which is, I think, Swedish for uh, fun play or something like that. Basically, you're making it fun. So saying, I'm going to run fast from here to the next tree or, you know, something that you can see. And then, um, uh, but then you don't walk between uh, consecutive fartleks. You have to keep running at your base pace. So that is a little next level of uh, training, right? Because you're continuously running this time. You're not walking in between the, uh, the two uh, strength uh, runs. And then um, there are um, uh, short intervals where uh, you uh, say, this is, these are all ideally done on a track. So you could go um, one round around the track and then you walk in between that. Um, and then similar, you repeat that. So all these are repeats uh, of uh, types of runs that you, you do to in order to strengthen your cardiovascular system. Right. Just like short interval cycles that you have. Yeah, just like that, you have long intervals. So that is when you run uh, uh, maybe a mile or at least anything over 0.75 miles is considered a long interval. 
So repeating those cycles, you know, running that and then a short walk period in between, not exceeding a minute and then continuing the 0.75 miles. So you can do various repeats of that. You know, you, we typically start with four. And that is the when you're introducing that and then you work it all the way up to 10 or, you know, uh, as your um, uh, your level of running uh, improves, you can keep adding that. But um, did I cover all of them or have I missing one? Hills. Oh, hills. Yeah, I know why I forget because I hate hills. <laughs> My favorite is the simplest rights. But yeah, hills is when um, you find an incline and um, uh, uh, run uphill at a pace that's faster than your base pace. And then uh, in between, you either run or you can walk in order to you know, bring your heart rate down. But then you repeat the cycles and you're running. All your uh, runs are uphill. So imagine that. Uh, so that's why I conveniently forgot that <laughs> we have a pretty good hill in our neighborhood, and that's where I had to do this. Um, you know, I feel great once I finish it, but start there is always dread. Uh, so, uh, would you like to uh, explain more, Bala, about how to do these strides? Absolutely. How is it done? Right. So, I mean, very well said, uh, Suja. You're right. Time strides or a distance strides is the pace kind of stride where you have a distance, focus, and run and rest. Right. Then she said fartlex. Fartlex, there is no, no framework. You run whatever you feel like 30 seconds, one minute, whatever it is, and then rest. Uh, and base pace is your rest. So it's not easy. Fartlek is not easy, as she said. Hill runs, it's the most important runs, guys. As, and it's not liked by everybody. But once you start liking it, you realize the value of hill runs in your 20th mile in full marathon or a 10th mile in half marathon. Because that's when your glute needs to fire. And if it doesn't fire, you you will know glute is not you fire. You will know it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you will know it that it's not firing. And that time you will realize, man, I should have done these hills properly. So um, so as, she's, as uh, you asked, uh, Sujam, there is a right way to do this. And there is an absolutely a wrong way to do this. right? And I had explained to you a little bit on the definition of strides only. by Hopefully that only gives you a, a bit of a view of how to do this right. So let's talk about what is the wrong way to do this. The wrong way to do this is strides is not a way for you to impress your coach about your speed. It is That is not the idea. That's a separate, we love sprint run, we love speed test and all that. At that time, you can impress. But strides is a very specific objective of going till your anaerobic zone, but not crossing it, but also testing it and coming back. That coming back is where people make a general error. When you come back, you need to feel your heart rate is calm. And when you are running, you should feel you're going to like very closely going to go into shutdown mode kind of thing. So yeah. the higher the amplitude, the gap between the high and the low, the better is your training impact. That's the first point I want you to shoot for. The second is this amplitude is called as a stride signature. That means let's say you do six different uh, cycles. Each cycle is a signature. In a stride run, we want to see that stride signature is kind of the best stride signature would be the exact same for all the six or seven. Right. Right. That means you have the ability to control your up in the first two sort of two, three cycles so that you have the energy to give a little bit more to get to the same up in the last three cycles. Okay. So that's why when I look at a stride run, I don't, I, I only look at two things. What is the amplitude and what is the stride signature? If these two are good, you have done a good run. Most yeah. of the times you will see early stride runners will be dropping. First time they'll go like eight minute, 12 minute, eight minute, eight, 12 minute, eight and a half minute, 12.5 minute. Like it's yeah. like you're dying. After that, it'll be 10 minutes and 13 minutes. That means yeah. you know that it is just the amplitude is kind of the peak of the amplitude is going down. You're not able to hold it. 
So mm -hmm. that's a very important uh, part you need to do. And the last point in strides is that you need to help your coach understand your strides. That means you need to use the lap button. If you run strides, but you don't use the lap button, then we won't know how your stride signatures are. So the way to do this is whenever you have a simple logic, I want to tell you is whenever there is a change in speed, press the lap button. If you can only think of this. So the minute you're running slow, you want to increase your pace, press the lap button, boom, start running. And you finish the end of the space you want to reduce, just before reduce, press the lap button. You know, yeah. if you keep yeah. on doing this, you get the stride signature. Okay. Yeah, and it's very important that they do that. Otherwise, you won't see the stride signature, right? When we review in final search. Exactly. So that's what you need to do. And you will see in strides, you'll always have a CP run before. It's a warm-up run. So don't go and do a high-speed run before the stride. You know, so, you know, like if your CP is 12, you should do 12, 12, 30. Even 13 is fine. Just a warm-up. You don't need to exert yourself because your goal is for that day is the stride is your training goal. And then after that, there is always a cool down run. Don't run at full base pace on your cool down run. Cool down run should be a cool down run. You should run really slow and wait for uh, you, uh, wait for all the byproducts of running to get out of the body. That's what you're trying to do. If you do this, you will feel great and your strength will improve and you'll be in a much better shape. Absolutely. Fantastic, Paula. That's very well explained. And um... I, shall I quickly just summarize what yes, we covered? So we have, we spoke about a new kind of uh, uh, strength uh, strength runs called strides, and there are five different kinds that we use in RHWB. And uh, uh, Coach Pala has explained how each one works. And most importantly, how to record strides using your watch. If you have a Garmin watch, then you use the lap button uh, to mark the start and the end of the stride uh, when the speed changes. And then uh, if it's an Apple watch, you have to double tap. And if you look at our um, uh, RHWB FAQ, there are videos that actually show you how to um, to uh, to use the watch to tap this. So, you know, for people who are looking for reference, please go look at that uh, the, the videos there under the FAQ section. Um, and finally, do not forget your CP runs. You don't just go start off your strides. You have to do a CP before and after. It is what, you know, completes your run and packages it neatly so you don't get any injury. So that is it for message two. Uh, we'll see you back shortly in the third message. Thank you, Coach. That was great.